This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. Probably the the least college football heavy college football podcast on these internets. I am Spencer Hall, editorial director, SB Nation, founder of EverydaySouldBeSaturday.com. Uh, I want to tell first Jason Kirk, joining us from Kennesaw. Hi, Jason. Hey, what's happening? If we ain't the most, the least college football, college football podcast, then we will die trying to reclaim that honor. That's true. And uh, Ryan Nanny joining us in this endeavor from Brooklyn, New York, New York. Hi. Yeah. Always so ecstatic to be in the Big Apple. I'm just doing this to kill time before OJ, but that's fine. (laughs) Can can you update people, by the way, on the grandeur of that? I missed last week. Wait, have you not seen last week's? No, I haven't seen last week's. All right, so I won't get get into... um, uh, you Great can't spoil. Well, hang on. Have you? No, have no, you no. Se- you can't spoil. Have you, see- have you seen disappointed Chris Darden gifts? I have not. Let me just okay. say this: last week is the glove episode. <laughs> have you seen Travolta high five gif? Yeah, I did see the John Travolta like dap gif. Yeah, yeah, where he says, "No, no, we won't. Ha- we won't shake hands. We will high five. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> It is it is jo- it is John Travolta's shining moment, and it is uh, pretty special. Every time you think that man's career is torpedoed, he just buoys back to the surface. Battlefield Earth style. Bat- <laughs> I've never seen Battlefield Earth, so I have no idea. I've never I've, I've never seen it. Either. I can't say it's a bad movie because I have never seen it. Add that to the yeah. Add that to the off season list. Mm, review Battlefield review Earth. Review Battlefield Earth and not get killed. Well, before we talked about um, 
I don't know, one conference deciding to just go ahead and not only air its dirty laundry, but to begin fashioning it into some sort of primitive shiv and then stabbing each other with that dirty laundry. Um, I do want to read to you what I got in the mail today, which is I ordered the Confessions of Rick James, which is not the sanitized autobiography. No, this is the one he published that's pretty much in his own words, so it's absolutely filthy. Subtitled Memoirs of a Super Freak. By Rick James. Now, the t- let me tell you, the cover is yes, a fabulous photo of him smoking, wearing uh, a crucifix and a medallion, at shirtless with the big old shaggy perm, mm-hmm. right? But the title, let me. It's a very appropriate that the Confessions of Rick James doesn't appear to have like a clear title or subtitle. It might be called Memoirs of a Super Freak. It might be called the Confessions of Rick James. Either one. It's not real clear. But on the back, this is what it reads. First of all, it's described as being powerfully written by Rick James. <laughs> and the headers are the sex is steamier, the crack cocaine more potent, the music more explosive than any of a dozen other celebrities, dead or alive. Damn. That's a really vague claim. So is that any does any dozen celebrities combined? Any. Any of a dozen other celebrities. Now, so so that, that leads me to tw- believe the twelve most coked out humans in history. You combine them. <laughs> wow. You combine them but, into, yeah. into mecha coke god. Lindsay Lohan's <laughs> the head. <laughs> and all it wants to do is, are you awake? Yep. Yep. You want to go out? You want to go out? Yes. Huh? Yes. Anyone else? No, man. Just me. We'll find some people just though. Dance and punch and dance and punch and dance and punch. The, the night is full of friends. And punching. And punching. Yeah, all I did, I, I tried to just open to a random point in this book. I'll give you updates. But I tried to open to a random point in this book, and I kept pointing to things. Like, I opened it up, and I was like, I thought Linda Blair had a voluptuous body and it matured into a beautiful woman. So we dated. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the first thing. I Therefore, we dated. <laughs> yeah. I also I also opened up to... Uh, let's see. The other one was a story about Shaka Khan yelling at people while only wearing an overcoat and then jumping into a pool wearing that overcoat. I don't. I bet there's not a passive tense sentence in this novel, in this autobiography, rather. I bet it's all Rick did this and Rick did that. Let me tell you. Let me give you. The, uh, seriously, I just opened up. The cook was snorted by. <laughs> I, I, I opened it up at randomly. Just turned it up to page one fifteen, mm-hmm. and this is the first paragraph. <clears throat> randomly selected i did and the whole motherfucker was filled with pure mother of pearl serious top of the line cocaine about two ounces he asked how much i wanted i told him only five keys he said that was no problem and even gave me a big discount five keys for twenty five thousand dollars i thanked him and put the keys in a briefcase <laughs> wait wait wait! i'm sorry one more i need the next sentence is ahead, the next day we flew back to cartagena <laughs> <laughs> this is clearly going to be the greatest book I ever read. That's the big college football. So wait, so wait, he flew back to Columbia with, with cocaine. No, that's just... where it comes from. <laughs> you think they grow that there? No, no, no. No, no, Rick, no. no Rick brought it. Rick brought it back because it was trash. <laughs> Rick flies it in. <laughs> <laughs> He's the source. He's, he's, oh my god, he did it himself. He's the plug of all plugs, is Rick James. Whoever <laughs> oh, this dude Rick James yeah. buys from. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, 
Yeah, there's some just spectacular. That's that's random. Like I just put it in there. Just put randomly selected Rick James topic. So I'll I'll keep you posted on that. Do you that, know, I know that's Do you know what the, the coroner found in his bloodstream at the time of his death? Are you ready? Uh, <laughs> I was going to say like a small navy. Like, do you have like a list of of, yeah, of actual? Yeah. I'm, I'm, is it I'm, is it like when you cut open a shark? This is from and there's what, like holy it, shit! It ate a lawnmower. It's not unlike that. This is uh, this is from Wikipedia. His auto- his autopsy rather. Uh, I'm just going to give you the partial list: alprazolam, hydrocodone, methamphetamine, cocaine. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, what else we got here? Citalopram, diazepam. However, the coroner stated that quote. None of the drugs or drug combinations were found to be levels that were life-threatening in and of themselves. <laughs> what, what is life-threatening to Rick James? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. 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 That's, again, randomly selected. That's, um, that probably would have been his bloodstream any time. Like when, when was this book uh, published, Spencer? Mm, this book was published, I believe, 2007. Okay. Right? So... Was this was that right after the Chappelle thing? Yeah, so it would have been after. Uh, that was the a couple years. It was, it was, yeah, it was probably like th- three or four years after. So he yeah. re- he really took full advantage of getting his second bump of fame, mm-hmm, bump mm-hmm, if you will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he said he said, "All right, I've been branded as the coke guy. I'll lean yeah. into that, no problem." Yeah, no, I don't know if there was any leaning. I think he was just talking. I'll, I'll I mean, leap into that. There was, I'll, I'll, there, I'll bound into that. There was possibly lean, but there was not leaning. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't seem his style. R.I.P. Chad Butler. R.I.P. Pimp C. Sorry, every time you mentioned lean, I'm sorry. I just think about. I know it's bad. Too it's soon. emotional. It was too soon. Yeah, that's probably the best thing I've done in the past week because I made a pimp C emoji for our Slack room. You, that was it. You're a very hard worker. So hard. Not a harder working man in the business. Uh, speaking of hard working men, men who are well over 40 at this point, Mike Gundy. Oh, I thought, I thought this is where we're going to talk about Ben Affleck, but please go ahead. No, <laughs> men, you know what? Do you, I'm going to give you. We'll get there. The op- we'll get there. No, no. This, is, this is a college yeah. football podcast, yeah. so we will run the option. Uh-huh. I can either. Keep the Mike Gundy intro. No, keep that. Can, yeah, keep that Mike Gundy ball and run it right up the seam. Or okay. you could transition from Mick James, Rick, Rick James to Ben Affleck to Jennifer Garner, who mm-hmm. probably had an ad during an Oklahoma State game this past year, being mad about credit card miles. Those damn credit card miles. Jennifer Garner's going to kill everyone. She just gets madder and madder and more empathetic, and she's on the verge of tears about these things. Your it's credit like card company's trying to poison your kids. <laughs> Is that true? Well, I don't know. They haven't it's said they're so not. Hard, she says. <laughs> I know this just ends with her garroting some like your airline miles like, are the Weimar Republic. It, the, the final Jennifer Garner commercial is like the end of Fight Club with all the credit card buildings exploding. <laughs> just her she, walking away. She, in slow motion. she took them all down. Or, or the <laughs> don't look. Or the end of Man of Steel. So, don't look at the explosion, Garner. Don't. By the way, that it, this is like, are you actually like? I'm not. I left the movie going public a long time ago. Mm-hmm. In terms of, it's coming out, so I'm going to see it, right? Oh yeah. Um, you, I, I'm guessing you maybe see two movies a year tops in a theater. 
Yes, this is correct. And, and probably one of them is for children. It, at least. Yeah. I, I'm being least. generous and giving you the 50-50 split. Yeah, that's that, that involves showing up on time to a movie. That's very, very difficult for me. But so I have to ask you two this. Are you actually going to watch like this Superman versus Batman trash? I'm, I'm really no, not. no, I'm really not. No, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm in the same boat as you. If my daughter doesn't care, I don't care. And I mean, even if she did, yeah, surely there's, you know, some cartoon or something we could watch instead. <laughs> yeah, and Ryan, you as the person who could actually go see these things? No, no, I'm just, you, yeah, I'm, no? I'm not spending that money and time. It's, it, it might be fine, but no, I'm not doing it. Yeah, that's um, that's yeah, our review of Batman either. v Superman. Yeah, because that's like not that's the worst contest in the world. What I like, like is that so the the reviews have started to bubble up on Rotten Tomatoes. They're not great. It's sitting at forty two percent right now. But when you look at the positive reviews, most of them are like they they're like a a a snippet of a review that clearly indicates most of the review is negative. Like this one from a critic. Like it starts with the word however. (laughs) I'm going to start with this one from a guy at Variety. As a pure visual spectacle, however, Batman v Superman (laughs) ably blows the hinges off the multiplex doors. Oh, man. Mm. Here's one from People Magazine. If this movie, with its sluggish script, isn't quite the jaw-dropping eye-popper it should be, that's okay. The cast is unimpeachable. It's basically. It's so you had. So they're saying you had good ingredients. It's basically what, what all restaurant reviews that are like, the main course was shit and the appetizer made me sick, but the dessert was pretty good. They're pinning it all on what's his name, the dude who directed it, the three hundred guy, isn't that him? Zach, Zach, Zach Snyder. Snyder. Yeah. They're 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 saying you you had the full kitchen. This uh-huh. is what you cranked out. Uh huh. We gave you Ben Ben Affleck. As Batman. Yeah. I mean, this was this shouldn't have been a, hot, a hard episode of uh, Chopped, but you fucked it up. We gave you prime rib, baked potatoes. And Ben Affleck. Butter and Ben Affleck. That really, like, people don't see Ben Affleck movies. Like, that's not anything you would actually admit doing, right? Like, ooh, Ben Affleck's in that. Well, you, uh, don't, you don't see it for that reason. But, like, yeah, Ar- Argo was different. good. Argo was good. The, uh... What's what's the last one? He did? The the what was what about his wife or whatever? Oh, Gone yeah. Girl. Yeah, that was pretty good. I think his dick, I think his dick's in that, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, and and apparently the actress didn't realize it was happening or something like that. I, I read she said, "Oh, okay, so we're really we're really going for this shower scene." <laughs> and, Which uh, really Ben Affleck's Ben Affleck's penis. Look up and there's Ben Affleck's dick. That's life. Ben, It'd be ben like Affleck's sometimes. That was really like his first like non-costumed appearance really if we're talking about ben affleck's dick right yeah, yeah. technically hopefully it's been in every scene with him well i don't know i mean i get what you're saying but yeah maybe he could check it maybe he can check it at the door it's first actual know. appearance is what you're saying yeah, but it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's always yeah. been with us like we've seen it many 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 times it's, it's credit it's credited time. appearance yeah in a film it's official debut i think it's the, like when the, it's like when the reluctant co-writer finally appears on screen. Oh, oh yeah, enough. the guy who who writes the movie, but only under an alias. Yeah, correct. I just correct. I think the mistake was. It's like when was... Puff Daddy finally started dancing in the videos. Yeah, like like just go ahead. This is part of your career path. Accept it. I think the mistake of this movie was that they did not like 
some people theorize that they made the trailer shitty so that people would see the movie and be like, oh, it's not nearly as bad as the trailers. But I, <laughs> I think they didn't go far enough. Like, I think they should have had, they should have filmed some scenes with Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne and or Batman. Spoiler. Um, and just had him lay on the Boston accent. Just hard. <laughs> just hard. Alfred. Alfred. <laughs> This fucking guy thinks he can come into my town? This Prefer- cock, this this Prefer- Superman cocksucker? Yeah, prefer <laughs> Thinks he can wear say- thinks he can wear the red cape like Big Poppy? I think you use, just use dialogue straight from the 18 Boston Punch Guy movie, The Fighter and all that crap. The just, Fighter, just the use, Fighter use heist. dialogue straight from The Heist, the um, the group I'm, the walking, boys. I'm walking through that bat door. No more, no more overstated cultural influence in America. Like Boston's so small, <laughs> like <laughs> we we it is. It's like what three point five million. It, it's it nothing. Would, it would be if we like started making a bunch of movies about San Antonio. Yeah, I was gonna say like of a comparable size. Like Houston doesn't get movies made. The Houston way. Mystic Riverwalk. The- <laughs> We met. We met at the Carabas. <laughs> I don't actually know if there's a Carabas on the river. Good walk. trail hunting. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I still got it, y'all. Did he just woo? He did, didn't you? He, he did. He wooed. Yeah. <laughs> He's giving us the fingers like stone cold. Oh, we just good. can't see it. It's good. It's good. Whoo, man. That's, yeah. It's like Houston doesn't get that kind of movie, but all of a sudden you get like eight movies about gritty Bostonianism. Maybe, right? maybe, from, maybe Houston will get the new Indiana Jones movie. It'll just be Indiana on vacation. <laughs> no, it'll be in Indiana. It'll be <laughs> in Indianapolis. I'd, I'd like uh, to see that at the, uh, the old Detroit Lions stadium. Gotta be some cool shit in there for for Harrison to go dig around in. Indiana you know what Jones I w- and Jake Locker at the Combine. Dude, you know, I would pay a sick amount of money to watch an Indiana Jones reboot where he's played by Barry Sanders and he has to find treasure in the Silverdome. That's so sad. I'd so pay many, just so, so many uh, chase scenes, I guess. You belong in a museum, <laughs> Wayne Fontas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, I don't know if he'd do that. He'd probably find him and just let him be crushed. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like Detroit Lions, <laughs> Detroit Lions, Indiana Jones, like an hour in, the star quits. That, that seems to be how it works for the Lions. Barry just Fuck walks. This, I'm gone. Why is yeah. this movie... Cal- Calvin Johnson walks in. No, I'm gone too. Why is this movie so long? It seemed right to make it three hours and 13 minutes. So we just got, got Matt Stafford in a shitty beard playing Sala. <laughs> Dr. Jones! <laughs> like the like the 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 sword twirling scene where Indy pulls out the gun, uh, Stafford pulls it out and misses. <laughs> you shot it like a foot over him. Well, take take two. Hits Calvin Johnson in the back. Ah, I quit. <laughs> God Son damn it! We only had one of those. Bitch. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only bullet we threw. I'm gonna go finish my degree. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> That, by the way, you you know like every time you watch Indiana Jones, like you're watching like a Welsh dude play an Arab guy. <laughs> like yeah. This. This yeah. Who so his name is Salah and he's this really ingenious, clever character who's a little stereotypical. Get a Welshman. 
Get, they can play anybody. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's not uh, English. He's not English. Like, that's how they defend it, you know. Like, like uh, he's, yeah. he's a little swarthy, I guess. I guess it had just, a, you took you took him and you just told him not to wash for a couple days. That seems wrong. Not that Jonathan Reese Davies didn't kill that. Okay, that's true. Because he slayed that role. And, and sliders. He was great in sliders. He's great in sliders. <laughs> I always get sliders and DSV mixed up in my head, so oh, they become how, like. How dare you, sir? I know. This I is am the not most... gonna. I am not gonna let you fucking slander Sequest on this program. DSV is so good, man. <laughs> but I do get them caught together. That's fine. The um, I, I think the natural transition from science fiction shows canceled before their prime is probably Oklahoma State football, right? And the Longhorn Network, in that order. In that order. Speaking of programming, nobody watches. Oh, I'm sorry. I like some of the people who work at the Longhorn Network a lot. It's just sometimes fun to make fun of what a weird idea that is. What's on the... I'm going to look. I'm going to look what's on the Longhorn Network right now. I'm going to guess the time they beat A&M in 2011 or whatever. So, um, per, per sources, that's on there a lot. Right now, they're they have a baseball, uh, baseball game on. UTSA is playing Texas. That's good. And then they have, uh, until midnight, nothing but a show called Longhorn Extra, which I'm going to assume is like their version of Sports Center. But uh, tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow, um, well, at 4.30 in the morning, you can watch something, uh, the 2014 Lyndon Baines Johnson Civil Rights Summit with Barack Obama. A uh, lot of Longhorn Extra, more baseball. Who boy. Oh, wait, really here, here we go, here we go. Five o'clock tomorrow evening, Longhorn Legends Living Room 2005 National Championship. There it is, back <laughs> to the basics. There it is. I, I mean, you know what? I'd, every I'd, five o'clock. I'd have a real hard time not running that last Texas Texas A and M game every damn afternoon. Like just got like it's like if I were in charge of a channel at ESPN, I would do nothing but air like the nineteen ninety six Sugar Bowl and the two thousand and six national title game in the festival. I'd just air those like back to back to back to back. Let people know they were coming too on Twitter, right? Like, hey, guess what? We're showing that same thing we showed yesterday. How many it's times how many times do you think they've aired the national championship? Um, it, I bet it, it, airs, it. it airs again on Saturday at two thirty. <laughs> so we we could figure this out. Longhorn Network been around since what twenty twelve, right? All right, let's say let's say twenty twelve, and then but the let's not 20- look it up. Let's just guess. No, it's the one thousand two hundred days, and if we're showing it, what it's on Friday, and it's on tomorrow, so that probably means it shows three times a week, right? Let's, let's say two, just to be safe. Yeah, because be dur- cons- during the season, safe. it's probably not quite as often. It, it aired five hundred times. Wow, that's my guess. And do you know what? If I were a Texas fan, that's twenty five hundred times too few. If I got three thousand <laughs> days, I'm showing it every single day. It's not a bad plan. No, what? I just want to give the people what they want. I just, I just, this is demand television. You know what? I would show right after it the oh. 2005 national title game, but with explosions added, like sure, and air explosions and air horns. That's all we're gonna do to revitalize the replay. We're just gonna like 
completely Hennessy it, this where we the, just do the CBS bangers thing. Here's the Bollywood and, remake of the 2005 national championship. I, I think you forced Rick Perry to come in and do commentary. <laughs> he's, he, he, he doesn't have anything to do right I understand now. he's available. Just split screen it. One is uh, Rick Perry on a shooting range. The other one is the 2005 national championship. <laughs> that, see, range. see, that's the solution. It's not that, like, don't don't just rely on re-airing the 2005 National Championship game. Just always air it in the background of something. So have original programming, but like if it's an interview show where you know new, uh, studio personality is interviewing random athletic team coach, just make sure that the TV in the studio is always playing the 2005 National Championship game. Or maybe the news ticker at the bottom is the play-by-play right, from right. that game. Just right. get creative. Just always have an element of it. The, the other thing you could do is uh, if we want a third programming option, just to, just to add into the queue here, mm-hmm. is the 2009 national title game, the first like seven plays sure, of it. Sure, sure. Uh-huh. Just play those over and over. Like, look, we're moving the ball against Bama. Yep, that was the end of the game. <laughs> That's how it went. Yeah, that's it. Just remix games or maybe have clever prompts in live action shows that you're doing, right? Like, I don't know. I think the Longhorn Network isn't taking advantage of its real true power by not doing a Texas Longhorn themed soap opera. Like an actual in-studio, you know, where they only have like five rooms and they have to make them look like, oh, we're outside. and Like, like, oh, a, here's... like, a, like a Texan novella. Steer into oh, the my. skin. Dude, the Texan novella would be such a fantastic genre. You started on the Longhorn Network, and in the middle of scenes, you go. Th- you just have these random like, oh, w- what's the score on that game? You can be like, Reggie Bush just fumbled, just lateraled it away. Well, isn't that funny? Case so or anyway, like- case or <laughs> So you have like ten scripted fictional shows, and they're all set in the year two thousand five. <laughs> they're all set during that game. That's it. They're all set. That's, pre- that's actually a pretty brilliant kind of like you could actually do some pretty cool artsy stuff with this. El hombre Matt Leinert es muy honorable. <laughs> a shot of Matt Leinert in like a really huge turtleneck. Que lastima, Bob Stoops. <laughs> oh, man. See, hey. this has legs. And then we just, oh, then you combine it and we just, it, all Longhorn Network needs to do is they need to air, uh, Nothing but Lucha Libre. Oh, they need to do more of that. Wow, that would be and, the, and Charlie would be into that. That's oh, you know I don't what? Know. Seeing seeing little dudes, he, what? he likes no, no, some, no, no, more, no, no, some no, no, more heft no. on them. You, this is what you do every time Charlie has a discipline issue with a player on the team. They got to go into the cage with him. They got to no, go. They got to they gotta go in the ring. I'm sorry. Guess who's the guest contested on Lucha Underground that week? Once we just port that over. Oh, guess what? It's you. It's you. And Dario Cueto wants to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, do you have time for breaking news? I do. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, he's doing shit on Twitter. Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh God. <laughs> um, you, may, you may be. Oh, shit. <laughs> Did he just endorse Trump? Hang no. on, I'll talk for a minute. No, 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 no. Um, you, you may uh, you may remember it. Ohio State Athletic Director Gene Smith. Oh, damn, son. Uh, <laughs> earlier today, Gene Smith uh, made, made, made a little bit of a comment about Jim Harbaugh and Michigan thro- uh, holding practices in Florida. This was his quote. If we were jump-starting our program, I'd probably try to do that, too. As 
college football burns go, it's pretty good. It's certainly not the most aggressive he could have been. Um, but it's it's befitting that rivalry. Uh, Spencer, why don't you tell us what Jim Harbaugh said to just uh, a mere <laughs> four minutes ago on Twitter. Good to see Director Smith being relevant again after the tattoo fiasco. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. It's, ooh, yep. It's it's Man. really fu- it's really funny to think of Jim Harbaugh tweets and imagine if they were sent by Lane Kiffin, how much people would just be like, "What an asshole! This oh, this guy is the worst. He hasn't learned anything." But because of Jim Harbaugh, <laughs> everybody's like, "Yeah, smack him in the mouth." I don't know it. <laughs> a lot of people get like get mad about Harbaugh. Oh, Harbaugh is such an asshole, and I-, I don't know what. I mean, not just Ohio State fans either. Oh, okay. I don't really understand it, but um, a, lot, a lot of people do react to it. It's, it, it kind of feels like we're rooting for Cobra Kai, and it's fun. I don't have a problem with it, but yeah, no, Jim, Jim uh, Harbaugh's just like, yeah, pissed in your garage, not even sorry. Hashtag greatness. I mean, yeah. Tattoo fiasco. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of Michigan and tattoos. Hey. Hey, Here, here's, here's, here's a non-breaking news update. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't got it Extremely yet. Extremely stagnant news. What is, yeah. is, there, is there a timeline? Is there, like... I think I have to get one before the next one, right? Before so the that's next like what? a couple of weeks. Before the next, the next what? The next fundraiser. Oh, so yeah. That would be well, couple, yeah. That would be in a couple of weeks. So, so uh, it, if Michigan wins again, do they get three tattoos? Uh, no, they don't get three. T- what kind of Michigan math is that? They get to put a chip Cause, in him. Because I'm pretty sure you put a tattoo on the line before just this past time around. Uh, but, yeah, uh, but, they but we never they hit, hit. We it. didn't hit the goal for the oh, okay. last time. Okay, so yeah. they didn't hit hey, it. So my, my my attorney Ryan has informed me that that one was null and void. I do think he still owes as a stretch goal from a couple years ago a five song um, acapella Billy Joel cover album. Which he has not well, delivered on. Oh, please. Well, I am in New York next week. So being in a New York state of mind mm-hmm. will will put me in a mood to where we can probably knock that out. What? Like oh. in the Verge's studios? Uh-huh. We can kick the Verge out. We got, we got the sound booth, man. I'm booking the studio for that. <laughs> You're going to sound crystal. You're going to sound crystal. This is a song about making a song. Billy Joel. Songs you hear with your ears. Because sound travels through air and some <laughs> other things and hits the very small bones. I should just, yeah, I should just read from the Rick James bio in a original <laughs> voice. Acid time. When you take an acid all the time. The cocaine was of the highest quality. <laughs> Anita Baker wouldn't shut up. Man, Rick James hates Anita Baker. It is so he says some of the nastiest things about her. Um, so should yeah, we, I don't. Should we go all the way I, back to Mike Gundy now? Man, this is this is yeah. just a uh, all just, over the place. It's an absolute yeah, mess. Yeah, that that's cool. We can talk about Gundy because Gundy, uh, Jason, being the factual person here, uh, do you happen to have Mike Gundy's comments queued <laughs> up? No, <laughs> I was not. I was not told to prepare that. Um, but I can find them quickly. 
for I mean, it. Yeah, I you, mean, the, it, go ahead and find those. The, the short version is Mike Gundy's thesis is if you want to be a successful power conference in football, you need a conference television network, even though the Pac-12 has recently been raked over the coals for the failures of its network, even though the ACC, I still, I think, still doesn't have one, although if they don't launch, soon... La- launch in any day now. The, then ESPN <laughs> has to pay them for the lack thereof. Which the ACC uh, sounds like it's uh, kind of like, you know, okay. And that's, e- that's about the same. And even though it is not hard to find any article that sort of is like, hey, uh, sports on TV, maybe not great. Maybe not in a great situation now that people don't have to pay for it who don't watch it. But his thesis all the same is... Yeah, yeah, Gundy says if Texas doesn't can the Longhorn Network, uh, they're going to be in the Pac-12 or SEC. (laughs) And uh, obviously that would be bad for the rest of the Big 12. Uh, In a way. Yeah, I... This is just... This is so weird to me. All right, let's go back to this. Mike Gundy's making these comments when... We really haven't even determined kind of what his long-term status is at Oklahoma State. No. Right? Yeah, he very well could be in the Pac-12 or SEC soon, too. Yeah, but not as Oklahoma like, State's coach. Like as an assistant? Yeah. or? Well, uh, his it seems like he fluctuates annually based mm-hmm. on whether Oklahoma State is overachieved or achieved um, between hot seat and, like, you know, next rising name at, USC or whatever. Like, he gets thrown around for basically everything between fired and, uh, you know, the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys. But Yeah, also, any team that wears orange, he just gets thrown into that Tennessee job a lot. Mm -hmm. Always. They're like, "Mm, Tennessee. I'm like, because he has an accent? Is that that really the big selling point there? The hair, though. He's got NASCAR hair. That's a good look for Tennessee. Especially when he he wears the shades. Like, oh yeah, Mike, Mike Gundy with the hair and the shades and the headset, and the visor looks looks like he's pissed because somebody somebody you know nudged him into the wall. And he might be of all the people in the world who wear orange for their job, he might be the one who also has the orangest skin. Right. So you could make a case he's the orangest man alive. Go balls. Yeah, it's either so, that or Clemson. Either or, that or Clemson. Or John Boehner. Yeah. But yeah, that's I, I don't know like we know the Big Twelve this doesn't seem too shocking either because we know the Big Twelve's pretty much just a knife party with everyone aimed at Texas, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. Twelve drama has I mean, we've had entire waves of Big Ten, SEC, ACC drama. Big twelve drama has been going for at least seven years now. Six, seven years. And it and it's it never really changes as to who the focus is on, it's always about Texas. Doesn't this? Doesn't Texas like that? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Texas hates that. No, no, don't make it about us, y'all. We're just humble little. Yeah, they don't care. No, don't you, mind. Don't mind little old us. Not over here. No, over here on the veranda. Oh, this old thing. <laughs> We need to level it and build three more on top of it. Sit down a spell. Let me show you the 2005 National Championship. <laughs> have you have you watched it today? Have you seen it today? Have you heard the good news? Texas won the National Championship. <laughs> I see why am I. Much like, the Je- much like our Lord and Savior Jesus, it happened many years ago, but it still counts. 
please catch up catch up on all the latest news on our new Texan novella, El Rancho de Mac. Actually, it'd be called The Return of the Mac, and it would all be about. It would just be Mac Brown. It would just be Mac Brown like owning things, right, and just running shit. You lied. You lied to me. (laughs) Once again, (laughs) there it is. Well, but I do. But I do do do. (laughs) Do because remember, Return of the Mac is pretty much Mac Brown just saying. You shouldn't have gone and gotten someone new. Right. You should yeah. have just stuck with right. me. Right. <laughs> Even though there was the whole uh, imprisonment in seven and six-ish seasons thing. <laughs> yes. Being tased with the shock of losing to BYU. <laughs> and uh, and a certain certain new Heisel. Yeah, and a, a certain new Heisel. So, all, don't worry. All, that new Heisel is so good, he's going to play quarterback in Japan. That, oh, oh god that's true <laughs> i don't know i don't know if you made that up or not no no jerry neuheisel is absolutely uh he threw at pro day for uh for ucla and i'm pretty sure i saw bruce feldman say he's he's off to japan i'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm verifying this but yeah take, take, taking his texas texas state championship mm-hmm. with him mm-hmm. damn yeah, so I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if Mike Gundy's totally... Uh, Mike Gundy's basically talking about the Longhorn Network, and he's basically saying what everyone's been saying for a long time, and him doing it now is... I don't know if it's indicative of him caring even less about his fate and well-being. I mean, he's been at Oklahoma State for a long time. Long time. What? Since... I mean, is this his, like, 11th year? As a head year? coach, and... What? We go back to the '80s in total. I guess what I don't understand is all every time this happens, the the logic is well, let's make Texas feel bad because this 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 whole line of commentary ends with even on Mike Gundy's part, he's like they're just going to end up in the Pac-12 or the SEC. I don't think Texas is that's not like a threat. You know, he's not like yeah. saying we're gonna we're gonna make them be in the MAC. We're gonna make them go to the Mountain West. It's like no, they'll go to you know. One uh, one of two very successful conferences that are stable and growing. I guess he's implying that the Big Twelve should somehow force Texas to give up the Longhorn Network because, like, I mean, if Texas goes to the SEC, then the Aggies get to claim we were here first, hang a banner. Mm-hmm. And Texas doesn't want that. And if they go to the Pac-12, they'll be broken. No one will ever see their games because being in the Pac-12 costs you money instead of making you money. So as far as I understand it. Um, so there are bad things about both of those, but Texas would still be totally fine. So well, that's all. That, I was going to say that's also basically talking about the Big Twelve actually not being Texas, right? Like if you're like, oh, you can make them give it up. Okay, you're kind of fundamentally misunderstanding what the Big Twelve is. <laughs> well, why don't they just why don't they just make a Big Twelve network that doesn't include Texas and have that network just effusively praise all the non-Texas schools in a way that drives like isn't that the sort of lever to push here Just so like, you're oh. saying you have one network that shows the 05 national title game uh-huh. and the 2011 A&M game and you have another network that shows all other Texas games right right and they because be like, Texas loses those games we're back here we're back here big 12 network with our rankings of the top head coaches in the big 12 and you know, they they can just be like, yep, whoever's at Kansas, 
They're top five. Look top, at that. Top nine. Top nine head coaches. Yep. Strongest head coaches in the state of Texas. <laughs> best best Cruton? Absolutely. Get on down here, West Virginia. Oh, that's, Let's that's take just... a look at TCU Texas. <laughs> mm. Let's watch that, that back one more time. I really I, I cannot imagine like if you have to bust up this Big 12. Like it would be perfect Big 12 timing too because so many other programs the Big 12 have everything on schedule, right? Baylor's doing real well. Mm-hmm. TCU's thriving, right? Oklahoma had a nice bounce back year. Oklahoma State had a pretty good year, mm-hmm. you know. Um, There's a lot of things that have gone really well and totally right for a lot of people in the Big 12. So this would be the exact time to nuke it. So Baylor's right? cashing out. Cashing out. <laughs> Baylor loaded up, got a condo around their neck, and they're cashing out, going yep. to the SEC. Yep, Baylor's in, Baylor's in the Canadian Football League now. Baylor, you made it. How you like that? Longer field Still just... Baylor high. That longer field just means more offensive records. This oh, is shit. this is this is where I just go ahead and enact the kick Vanderbilt out and take Baylor because they're more t- more SEC anyway. Oh man! Protocol mm-hmm. closer to God, definitely. <laughs> Meanwhile, Vanderbilt okay. tries to kill Northwestern and take their identity talent in Mister <laughs> Ripley style. <laughs> yes, hello, I am Mister Northwestern. <laughs> as you, you gotta, as you can see, you can come, but you got to change that name. As you can see, I lose to Indiana. They just joined the Big Ten as Van- as Northwestern two. <laughs> that's that's how they put them in their place to yeah, humble them for the first. Or they just call them they just call themselves Southeastern. You got to change your name to Cornelius. We can yeah. do that. <laughs> we're we're homeless and the wealthy aren't used to that. Vanderbilt wouldn't last long in the cold. Ah, let me remind you, our our school is named for jeans that are no longer fashionable. Ah, well, you're Big Ten ready. <laughs> Oh boy, it's great! By the way, I'm laughing wearing the world's worst pair of jeans right now, so it makes it even funnier to me. These seriously look like a pair of jeans that Michael Jordan would own. That's how bad they are. <laughs> oh, don't be, don't be so hard on yourself. Oh, boy. <laughs> I like that the the man responsible for uh, the world's most popular shoe doesn't know how to wear pants. <laughs> well, he's, he's only he's only good at exactly one he garment. He doesn't need to know how to wear any of his clothes. <laughs> I mean, most of the time, most of the time, he looks like he should be at a track in 1962, right? Confidence man, my, work in the books. My my theory is that he's incredibly vain about his figure, and he's he's put on some weight since he played, but not like Charles Barkley levels of weight. And he's just like, no, no one can know. I will hide in these fabrics. Man, Charles, Charles has the most luxurious kind of fatness, though, and his mm-hmm. body already seems like you see pictures. He's one of the few people you look at and you see pictures of when he was young and thin and in shape. And you go, hmm, that doesn't look right. Yeah. No, like his... most, most people like like, you know, that beautiful bronze heiress when you go, oh, man, that's when they look their best. With Chuck, you're like, what's wrong with you? Are you yeah. sick? <laughs> his body <laughs> now is more like a house where you're like, well, yeah, we're going to have to fix the foundation, but not for a few years. It's sort of just <laughs> settling. That's how I know that I've been like fat too long. Is whenever I do lose weight, people are they don't say, "Wow, you look great." They go, "What's wrong with you?" Okay, (laughs) are you super sad? Yeah, is something going? What's (laughs) like the jollity is gone from your cheeks? (laughs) Yeah, where where are your jockin' ways? It's like it's like Santa Santa Claus gets diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) It's just wrong, Santa. (laughs) 
Even Tim Allen became fat when he played you. It's like you're yes. running that goddamn option ball. Even Tim Allen, the picture of health. Fifty pound offensive lineman. Why, if Tim <laughs> Allen can get fat, can't we all? It's like when a when a beloved comic actor does a serious role that they're really good at, but mm-hmm. you still don't like it. Yeah, it's like you know? how Fat Joe isn't fat anymore. Yeah, that's so wrong. Right. That's not right. So so deeply wrong. It's like a thin Paul Wall. It's just the wrongest thing in the world. Which Paul Wall's real thin right now because he took out half his stomach. Wow. He blamed lean for the slowdown in his metabolism. So, kids, just remember, if you go on that Houston diet, you're, you're going to have to have half your stomach taken out. Uh, do you have a reader question or comment you want to share this week? Because we, we did ask for questions, kind of. And we'll be honest, it, it was very short notice, and this wasn't a real great crop. I did ask people to tell me things that they should have been arrested for. It's a constructive critique, yeah. Yeah, I assure this, you. This was, this, yeah, you didn't ask for questions so much as, hey, bear your slightly felonious soul. Yeah, yeah. And um, apparently they did, because here's what my favorite selections thus far. Um, this is from Gonzo Prototype. His avatar is Prince, not, for, not like old school Prince, like his first album cover with the massive hair. He says... I stole a golf cart from a police station in Belize. It's pretty good. And then the conclusion of the story, they ran me down on foot. <laughs> That's unfortunate. I think that means you were arrested. So this technically doesn't answer the question. Mm, he was detained. So <laughs> are you being detained? I'm being detained. It's different. different. Um, I also have one from remembering the at remembering the five. I once curb stopped someone's Christmas tree and passed out in a cemetery. Not arrested. Whew. See, that's a Tim Allen movie. <laughs> that's actually Tim Allen's life. You could Part really put some put some like angel music around that and 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 sell that to Disney or Hallmark. Mm-hmm. You know, he's so mad about Christmas, and then he, you know, sees the ghosts of the relatives and whatever, learns a lesson. That's that's a beautiful that's a, that that tweet that tweet that's a beautiful story. Christmas Carol's really unrealistic, though, because if you saw, like, dead relatives, not that he sees dead relatives, right? He sees, like, old friends. But if you saw dead relatives, you'd just argue with them, right? They'd say, oh, learn my lesson. And you'd be like, you're a dumbass. I I, never I, liked I like that somebody else, uh, Chad Floyd, at Chad underscore Floyd, also had a golf, cor- golf cart incident, but theirs was the Carolina at Notre Dame game where he stole a security <laughs> golf cart to get a hot dog. <laughs> no, but you stole something with a purpose. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, Jesus. I don't I don't even know what to do with you people. I enjoy stealing golf carts though. It's a very satisfying thing to steal. Like I know I know Stephen Godfrey said that at his wedding at least two golf I'm pretty sure at least two golf carts at the reception venue were never returned. Doesn't he say, like, that's about his wedding, he states that there were two golf carts stolen and three babies made? That sounds right. And that is how babies are made. It's sort of a trade. It's like Minecraft. (laughs) Right. Right. It's like Settlers of Catan. You gotta turn in two golf carts and a sheep. And you get a baby. (laughs) That's that's Cajun wedding math right there. (laughs) Uh, Jason, did you see one that you enjoyed? Uh, eh. Y'all took the two good ones. Well, you have a good, you got a good question, though. Yeah, I found a pretty good question here What's from uh, from Mike Bo Bogax. 
<clears throat> excuse me. That's on Twitter. That's N D Bogax. I'm not spelling out that last name. Just look at her mentions. Uh, it's what teams with the same mascot would make the weirdest rivals. So we I st- took. Are we sticking? Quick- F- we stay in FBS here. I assume not necessarily. Okay. I think we stick football schools. Okay. 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 Um. I'll, I'll throw out a couple of real easy ones. Okay. Uh, Michigan State, San Jose State, yeah. extremely weird rivals. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Large school, small school, extremely angry school. Uh, I assume extremely chill school. Um, USC, Troy, about the same, except uh, really no anger at all. Mm, I, uh, have a, I have a good one. I don't think you got this one. Yale, Fresno State. Yale Fresno State. It's very good. Very good. <laughs> Just forgetting the two most opposite student bodies I could possibly think of. Do you vape? Don't I do not vape. Dude, what is Bruh. what, what is Bruh, to hit, vape? You you gotta hit this. <laughs> I bet they'd get along fabulously, but yeah, that would be my choice. I like uh, Bob Jones University in UCLA, the Bruins. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of a single thing they would uh, even be able to converse about. Bob Jones is a small religious school, in case you don't know. Hmm. Uh, I like the Citadel and Georgia because they both beat South Carolina. Oh, so that's something in common. It's it's a little. It's a little cheating, but I like Dartmouth and North Texas. <laughs> yeah, I was going to suggest Princeton, Memphis. Mm-hmm. That's a good one, too. <laughs> Big um, BYU, Washington State. That's, that's an excellent one. Pretty much Blood Brothers. Lots and lots of things they have in common. Yeah, it's very... But there's a shame in this game is you can't match up Alabama with anyone because nobody else is... The no, weird, no. weird enough. To Although the Alabama, the Alabama Harvard one is like a half cheat, right? Like, yeah, the that, Crimson uh, beat. I mean, that's a it's a bubble. They overlap. It counts. It can't. Whatever it counts. Um, Technically, Tech Stanford would be the same because they were called the Cardinal just for being red, right? I think so. That, really, we Stanford's can... just Stanford's just smart Alabama. That's all. Wow. I like UConn, Washington because I feel like they're both they're they're the two most average programs in all FBS. That generates zero sizzle whatsoever. If you're like, we introduced these two groups of people who are mostly the same. <laughs> <laughs> What's what uh, UConn, Washington? If you average their you know the past decade for both, would you be surprised if they somehow both ranked sixty fourth? They need they need they need to play settle this once and for all. Who's truly sixty fourth? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. 64A and 64B, that's what they're fighting over. 